0: I reckon we should just give a very quick shout-out to our newest One Prime, Plus in.
1: One Prime Plus dot com. It's in the long game.
0: Dan M. Thank you, Dan M., for being our latest One Prime Plus in
1: Dan M.
2: Dan the man. Does M stand for the man? Dan the man. It might.
1: We don't know. It does okay. now.
2: All right, thanks. Thanks, Dan.
0: Anyway, keep your eyes out in the members' feed. There's going to be a special episode talking about a little unexpected mystery device that jason got recently a little bit uh, out of the ordinary not something that would normally be part of his everyday carry Ooh. we'll put it that Ooh. way and i wanted to ask you two guys because i know hemispherians said yes to this in the poll and they've got one of them do you want more
1: hemisfeldic news always
2: i love it like the more the more filled the better
1: i say that's what that's what the people say they're forced to say it but that's what they say
0: so, does that translate to when it's my turn to edit the next episode, you two are just erased? It's just me entirely? The more felt, the better? Well, does that only philosophy in text apply? I think
1: it, it, there's, a, oh, there's, a, right. there's a thing okay. there in the clause. the clause. A clause B states that it's text. Audio, we're still allowed to participate for now.
0: Well, keep your eyes out. There'll be more Hemisfeldic news.
2: I have been blogging more recently, and I should probably translate, transfer some of those blog posts into... Um, hemispheric news articles shouldn't i
1: i bet if you begged martin he might allow you like you know page yeah, six little tiny column like a, a short yeah. block on page yeah. six yeah. yeah he might let that happen
0: oh i might i might allow a link to your article elsewhere how about that <laughs>
1: <laughs> just straight up a link only after the it.
0: eu or some other regulatory body forced me to put it in there
1: yeah It'll be behind the like GDPR requirement thing. You got to click through, and then the cookies. gray text
2: on a gray background. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. No
0: underline, and there'll be a little pop up that says, "You are being taken to canyon.blog slash save." This could be a phishing this attempt. Could you have be. been warned.
1: <laughs> they may be trying to steal your identity. We don't know.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's all I had to say. So keep your eyes out in the feed, members. Thank you to our newest member, and uh, yeah, more feld text on the way
1: soon. Um, should we tackle Arcadia June real quick? I think we mentioned Arcadia June about two hours ago, but uh, it's still going. It's June 10th slash 11th as we record. So we're about a third of the way through. Um, surprise, surprise. Eric is still crushing. Natasha is still crushing. People won't even play the games that she <laughs> plays anymore. They just don't even bother, <laughs> which is... T- <laughs> both hilarious and like oh my gosh what are we gonna do so uh please please try i mean you know haha try to beat her scores and not only that she posts them and then there's like straight up oh i did that on my watch and i'm like all right i'm gonna just uninstall
0: she is very good on the watch yeah Yeah. so
1: uh it's still going Arcadia June. We're still going strong. We've got through the end of June, obviously, hence Arcadia June. And um, get the app. I think we still have some free uh, codes available too. So if you if you want to get it and don't uh, necessarily have the means or whatever to get the, the app and want to grab a free one, we've got a couple of those left. So hit us up at, what's our email?
2: Uh, hello at hemisphericviews.com. There it is. Thank you. Sorry to be that guy, but
0: wasn't it wasn't it done through Mastodon?
2: Andrew, it was, it was. But I'm I'm expanding our reach. And those those codes have come direct from the developer. All
0: right, so we've got a bit of follow up in here, Andrew. Someone performed some sort of hem experiment on you. What's happening?
2: Yeah, this is the desktop stacks. People will remember from our previous episode, we talked about stacks stacks of stacks i have been desktops i have been desktop stacking um and do you know how you know how the universe sometimes works in such a way that you mention something and then it it just you start seeing that same thing everywhere you know you you, you're interested in a car and then suddenly you see that car on the road all the time stacks no different so people may know about the guy called ranz he writes a blog. He's been writing a blog for a long time, RANDS in Repose. He's on Mastodon. I saw a Mastodon post from RANDS, and he's sort of saying he must listen to Hemispheric Views because it was after we published, and then I saw this toot. And it said, a Mac OS desktop organization strategy for you. Enable stacks, stack by kind, and date added. And then the view options, icon size 24, bit small for me, Text size fourteen, a bit big for me, and label position on the right. And he said, "You're welcome." Mm. Now, I took that. I was like, "Interesting." So I'd been doing my stacks. I'd been doing the giant icons, as I mentioned last time, and they were kind of annoying me. Are you still 100, no, or whatever? No, got too much. <laughs> got too much. So I am now stacking by kind and sorting by date added. I am icon size sixty-four, sixty-four. I am text size 14. Okay. So I don't, I'm just trying with that. Label position on the right. No. Mm-mm. And it creates a lovely little list view. It's quite nice. You're able to look at
1: on the right. You're able to like, look at that every day and think this yeah, is okay. It's,
2: it's, it's neat and it's organized. It's columnar. I like it. What I don't like is exactly the same thing you complained about Jason Burke, and that's that the stacks don't auto collapse. yeah, right. I have them, and then I go away and then I come back four hours later and it's still open. It's like, no, just I dealt with that. just tuck it away. just yeah. shut it down. Yeah. I want that same yeah. feature, no, but no. overall, I haven't used it he I'm not a massive desktop got you know file on the desktop guy, but the combination of your inspiration. And Rand's optimization has led to this situation where I think I'm going to keep it. The hemp experiment is uh, has paid off. But you're going to turn off the the side view. No, right? No labels on the side. I'm here for it.
1: Have you all traveled recently?
2: <laughs> no. Did you bring your Nintendo
1: Switch with you? So, so okay. Let's pretend Martin did bring his Switch. And then he was in his like hotel or or house rental, wherever he went, okay? And let me paint you a picture. He's playing his switch handheld when there's like a giant TV in this in this place he's at that's away from home. What if he could play that switch on that giant TV in this hotel slash rental house slash whatever? Wouldn't that be something? But mm, packing area is you know, you don't have a ton of room to pack stuff. You don't want to bring the whole switch dock what if the dock was as big as a phone charger is what i'm saying (gasps) what if so i traveled recently with this lovely device called the genki g-e-n-k-i i'm going to assume convert dock which is no bigger than an iphone charger thing like one of those little brick deals and it's got a USB-C, a USB-A, and an HDMI port on it. That's all you need. Plug this bad, plug this thing into the wall, HDMI out to the TV, USB-C to the switch. You've got a full switch dock in the palm of your hand. It's amazing. Works great. Super awesome device. Um, I've now used it in the real world while traveling and can say 10 out of 10 it is absolutely great because it takes up no space and allows you to connect your switch to a regular TV and it charges it and does all that stuff as well. So 10 out of 10 for that product.
2: I noticed it had us plugs on the back of it there, which makes it very neat and foldable.
1: They sell the the other ones as well.
2: I don't think they fold cause all the
1: other plugs are huge, but it, they do have the other versions for other plug types.
2: Fantastic. I want that.
1: If you're looking for a Switch dock. I wasn't, but I am now. Right there. Look at that thing. It's really good. I mean, technically you could use this at home the same and not have the giant dock. But yeah, it's really great. So I highly recommend that convert dock. And there's even, they make a smaller one too. I'm not quite sure what the difference is because I have the original one from way back when, but great device all around. Done deal.
2: 10 out of 10. Is this gaming corner?
0: I was just gonna ask, do you use this thing like a fidget cube now? With the little clicking in and out.
1: And it it is kind of satisfying.
2: Can we just extend gaming corner for just I know I know time type 45 and all that. 45.
1: Five forty-five.
2: I love it. Every time he edits, he says an extended
0: episode. And you check screenshots from my edits, and it's like two thirty in the morning. I'm toiling for you people.
2: Breath of the Wild, not Breath of the Wild. The other one, Tears of the Kingdom. Thank you. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. I'd forgotten how much I love Zelda from the first, from the Breath of the Wild. I, I play Breath of the Wild so much. And I don't rush through these games. I, like, explore nooks and crannies and, like, don't do it efficiently. I'm just, like, living a life of Link in the in the forest, right? It is so much fun. It's 11 out of 10. It's the be- It's just the best. And it's harder than Breath of the... Oh, well, I haven't gotten even that way through it, but I think it's harder than Breath of the Wild. I think. I think it's just...
1: Diff- I think there's just different challenges in this one. I don't know if it's, like, from a difficulty standard if it's necessarily harder i think it might just be different things you need to do mm. like i don't know how to really articulate that but it's like different muscle motors that you need to like do for this game versus I think it's one.
2: probably the building bit which is really fun but also very fiddly mm. um it trying be. to get yeah. things gluing together in the right order and place you know that i'm not very patient with that stuff but the game itself incredible love it
0: the only thing that i would add uh never having as i said owned these devices whenever i've heard breath of the wild said over and over again on podcasts it just sounds like that would stink all right jason says robot i built australia what does that mean
1: i did i built australia i built your entire country out of lego i traveled to canada recently and picked up um australia so i built australia for you
0: oh my goodness what is going on we need a picture of this for the show notes what Uh, that is not what
1: i expected it is an exact replica of australia like point for point everything that is australia is in this build is that a
2: quantus plane
0: well, check the show notes, listeners. But we're basically looking at like a Lego diorama with floating white clouds and aeroplanes, some sort of outback windmill.
2: I know what's going on. What is that thing in the middle? Is that a pub? I think that's the pub from um, Crocodile Dundee. Of course, it is.
1: Don't you think? That would. That's how I took it. Because didn't it have like a like a corrugated metal roof? Yeah. Where's the big pineapple? Where's Uluru? Well, I mean it's just it's it can't it...
0: Where are all the things that people know but can't name from Western Australia?
1: Wave Rock No, this is it. This is all that Australia has. I am gonna get a little construction person
2: minifig to put in there. In high vis. With a yes. high vest. Yeah. Yes. So I'll put that. Please in do there that. That'll sure. that'll then everybody will get it. You're welcome for building Australia. Just make sure you put Hive's guy on the left.
1: Well, obviously, I mean, he wouldn't be in okay, Sydney. That's
2: good. Why would he be in like, that doesn't make sense. You could take my Lego minifigs of Martin that I built the other day and put him on the right. That's a good point. I should do that.
0: I want to know, though, we're going to get back to what Jason's showing us. But Andrew, I loved what you made and what you posted on Flickr and stuff. It was fantastic. Just this little photo of me and my family as Lego. Did you build it and then go, oh. That's Martin, or did you build it deliberately?
2: I got halfway there. I started putting putting it together, and I was like, "Hang on!" I saw the hair, <laughs> and then the cam, the guy holding the camera. So, and I was like, "That's Martin." And then I, and then I was like, "I had eggs," and I was like, "Chicken liquid," and it just, it just went from there. Yes. Yeah, and it was like, and then the, the little <laughs> baby. Like, this is the first time I've had a little baby Lego like that. They're adorable. Yeah, yeah.
0: I cracked up when I saw it. I was like, "Wow." Yep. Yep, that's It me. was totally you. And Jason, how do you rate the experience of building Australia?
1: Oh, it was easy. It was much faster than I thought it was going to be. It, it looks so big, but no problem. It was just super quick. It's like I blinked and then all of a sudden it was there.
0: And while we're on the topic of Commonwealth countries, how was the trip to Canada?
2: It was lovely. I was up there for 5 days. You didn't set it on fire. You didn't set it on fire, did you? Please tell me it wasn't you. I did not. It was it was on fire before I got
1: there that was
2: not my doing climate change climate change is real people it's drying out it's getting to make it
1: is yeah things are not in a good way right now um i went up there to make sure that canada was real because that's something we have to do from time to time just you know give it a once over is it still here does it exist is it real it is real so that's good checks out um, it was a nice, lovely time. Went up there, um, had a lot of camera time, which was great. I was, I, I got away from things. Just went and got lost, and that was nice. And it was just, uh, it was just a lovely time. Met up, uh, met up with a a friend, friend of the show, uh, Scotty Jackson. Met up with him up there in the Canada because he's uh, apparently he's Canadian. Who knew? Um, he was up there. Did he write your shortcut? Yeah. Oh, that was basically the whole reason I went was I had a couple of shortcuts that I needed to have made and I just couldn't be bothered. So I was like, well, I'll just fly to Canada, you know, and, you know, put him under duress to to build shortcuts for a week. And yeah, everybody wins. It worked out really well.
0: It sounds like in the spirit of shortcuts and the underlying complexity of the system, you chose the quickest way to go and do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was like either open shortcuts on my phone or book an extensive travel trip to another country to have someone else do it for me. And that, that worked out nicely. So did you pay him with some loonies? Oh no, I I didn't, didn't pay anything. No, he just did it out of the kindness of his heart. He actually apologized the
2: the whole time. He apologized. (laughs) That's, that's, That's on brand. Did you go to his yoga studio by the way? Yeah, you remember from his desk review? Oh
1: yes, I did. Yeah, I did three sessions there. Actually,
2: it was great. Excellent, that's good. Yeah, it's real. It actually exists. Could you fit a yoga mat between his computer screen and that TV?
1: Several, several. Yeah, yeah.
2: The and the bottom
1: TV um, fireplace was was there as well.
2: Yeah, that's brilliant. I love it.
1: Yeah, it all checked out. It was all yeah, like it. You know, it, we didn't. No one could believe it, but it was real.
2: So can you give us your best Canadian accent now? Uh, no, I can't. Um, sorry. Was that it? No. Did you go out in a boot? Did the Canadians, did Canadians say out in a boot? Is that a Canadian thing or is that something else? Uh, That's all they say. That's 90%
1: of the language. Yeah. It was actually really weird because you sort of never knew what you were going to get. It was either, hmm, I can't quite tell, like you have an accent of some kind, but I'm not quite sure Um, Down, you know, over to obviously just 100% French. So, okay. And then there was like the stereotypical kind of Canadian accent. But you never really knew what you were going to get depending on who you would talk to. So just different scenarios were like, oh, okay, this is very different. Got it. Nice. All right.
0: I'm glad you've confirmed that because there have been times that I've met Canadians or watched videos of Canadians and thought, oh, I can't actually tell very well where exactly they're from but then there have been times where i've heard a video and gone ah i've picked that right. up even in like kids videos that we've stuck on for mac right i've gone, ah just the way that they sang that in the song i reckon that's canadian but the fact that you said that it's a bit varied
2: i feel better about myself
1: right but like australia everyone it's very obvious
2: yeah mate gotcha good one Yeah. <laughs> uh, ah, whatever
1: Yep, there it is. Perfect. Struth. Yep, so that's Travel Corner.
0: And did you travel with apps when you went there?
1: Oh, right. Yeah, this is a quickie, I swear. Um, Top Forty-five. So the 5G situation was not great for me when I was up there. Um, mm, leaves a little bit to be desired. But I noticed that certain apps really performed poorly under, like, kind of reduced cell connection where I don't know, it's Ugh. either super high latency or low speed or just not a great cell signal. And some apps were just totally fine, but dog slow, which, okay, sure. That's to be expected, but others just flat out don't work for some reason, which I found to be very interesting. And it made me really think like it might be worth from a traveling standpoint, to have several different applications for the same task ready to go when traveling so that if for some reason one is acting weird, you have like a fallback. It's like my email app was just falling all over itself. But if I loaded up a different one, it worked eventually. And it's just like, I don't understand why an app would, act so differently under a bad cell connection it seems like they're all using the same networking stack so like what's the deal there but i guess it's kind of a psa of if you're going to travel maybe think about having multiple backups of apps for different critical things like if you're storing all your travel stuff in your email and you can't get to your email you're kind of screwed so like maybe have an alternate way to get to that so that was it that was my only observation i don't have any like real scientific it's exploration just into that it was just like weird yeah i didn't i could not understand how one app seemingly could not connect when others could i don't know so psa done it's probably the
0: cia the canadian intelligence agency
2: that's right that's right they were they were. They kept they kept on knocking on the doors of the email provider saying excuse me would it be possible at all if you could please just share jason's email with us just please would that be okay i'm sorry to disrupt, interrupt you please and all that all that pleasing, yeah, you know, just slows things down
1: and sorrying
2: you have to sorry for
1: every please there is a sorry
0: sounds like we'd really be at home there, I reckon Australians sounds like Australia of the north
1: I'm very interested in a Canada Australia mashup. I'm very interested in that
0: seriously, this entire country, at least among white people uh is just Walking along footpaths, and if you come within thirty centimetres of someone's personal space, or have that little thing where you go on the wrong side, there's about five sorries exchanged. And most of the conversation that happens at any checkout or counter is sorry. Everyone's constantly sorry for no apparent reason.
1: I'm sorry to hear that.
0: There are more sorries than thank yous, and then people say thank you for the sorries and probably sorry for too many thank yous. It's exhausting. Do
2: you know what I'm sorry about? What are you sorry about? I'm sorry that that Reddit has been shitified technical term reddit has done what all social media companies chasing growth ultimately do they've forgotten about their user base the community as they chase the dollars and they've destroyed the goodwill of many many people and i would suggest that this will probably be the beginning of the end of reddit as a viable useful service because while some people will continue to use it all the really high value contributors who are bought into what's going on will not the moderators are going to go away and they have screwed it by screwing one of the best ios apps that has ever been made and that is apollo this app you may not use reddit so you may not use apollo but this app was a delight like it's just a beautiful app he got he got the uh shakedown from reddit saying that because he was using their api then it would be a shame to see your app go away Please give us lots of money, more money than he would, in fact, make. They were asking him to pay about $20 million per annum just to use their API. Christian Seelig, the developer, said, Eh, I'm not going to pay that. I am just going to shut my app down. And with that, so many people are using that app to access Reddit. I just don't think there's a future for Reddit. And so they have successfully shot themselves in the foot beautifully. And so we had it with Twitter. We had Elon Musk decide to be a total douche and destroy Twitter. And now we have... um, See, this is the thing. He doesn't have the same name recognition. Huffman, is it? The CEO of Reddit? Who has now destroyed... or In the process of destroying Reddit. So farewell, Apollo. Thank you for the years of service. Farewell, Reddit. Thank you for your years of service. And I'm going to miss not being able to type in google search term here space reddit and get a reasonable answer for the in the foreseeable future because no doubt that will become somewhat of a spam farm with all the moderators disappearing so thank you to apollo not thank you to reddit you suck back to blogs we go
1: (laughs)
0: Like I said about Nintendo before, I mean, I have used Reddit before and I've tried Apollo, which I thought was a beautifully designed app. But here's a little not so big bombshell. I I just don't really see the point of Reddit. Mm. Never have. I'll take. Do either of you use it heavily? No. Other than stumbling on something? I've seen the look, I'm completely brushing over entire communities. here. I know people find value in these things. I'm not questioning it personally for people, but. As a tool, does it really offer anything that various other services don't already offer, technically speaking?
2: So I, I use it to follow some communities of like really specific interests, So and even almost as like a almost as like a Facebook replacement. So I follow the Perth server, and that's kind of right. like a, or um, forum. That's a fun kind of forum just to keep up with local news and what's going on without me having to read our god awful newspaper. Um, so I like that. There's a few other communities where. I follow for for enjoyment and a bit of in, information apps will often have a good little community. If you're in, if you're using them, if they don't have a for a dedicated forum, uh, it's, it's a good place to go. And also if you want a technical solution to something so often you could get a good answer by searching through the Reddit archives because it's real people that are contributing stuff and it's real conversation. And so often now Google search results have been destroyed by all the content farms So, when you try and find something, you just get those stupid, ridiculous, ad-infested listicles that don't give you the answer. Whereas, like, Reddit is almost like a source of these answers so efficiently. So, yeah, I I liked it. I got value out of it. I liked Apollo. It was a really good... I never used... Like, if I try and use the Reddit app or even the Reddit website, the new version or the old version, I didn't love them. But Apollo just made everything so fluid. And so, it's sad to see it go.
1: Yeah, I I think Reddit is great for like niche kind of topics mostly where you just you're not going to find that in a general search. Um I don't you I've never I don't use Apollo, I don't use the website. I follow a handful of subreddits uh via RSS, mm. which I'm assuming will be shut down at some point as well. I would guess. I don't know. But I, I always found that to be the most useful way to follow subreddits. I wasn't interacting a ton; it was more about just kind of getting the information in. The only, I guess, the only real interaction I've had is when I did the um, the standalone uh, Touch ID button. Mm-hmm. There was like kind of a thread about that at one point, and I kind of got in on that and and posted like the couple of blog posts that I did about it and different ways in which I did certain things. And it was it was just a good way to kind of build. I felt like I was sort of putting back into the system of like when somebody eventually wants to try this, they're probably going to find this thread and then find all these sort of myriad ways of doing it and different, different paths to not go down <laughs> or paths to go down versus just trying to find like disparate web searches that were mm. not related at all. Because like the the majority of places that have good quote SEO are not building standalone touch ID mm. buttons like those two things don't overlap so reddit felt more like a place for that um something else will replace it i'm sure um you know you mentioned twitter which uh, you know I, I haven't been on that in a, a long time but a lot of people have shifted over to other places so something else will take take its place i think i guess the only part that i'm concerned is probably too strong of a word but the amount of stuff that is packed into reddit right now if it somehow gets walled off from being able to be accessed via standard searches and so forth i i do see that being like a pretty big loss like if, the, if that could all somehow be in archive.org or whatever it doesn't have to be archive.org, but whatever that's the piece that i, I see missing because there is a lot of just institutional knowledge that has been dumped into reddit Shoveled in there, trucked in there, whatever metaphor is bigger than that, just absolutely gobs of information are in Reddit and nowhere else. If that somehow gets blocked off by a paywall or just gone, that's a huge loss to just information on the internet.
2: This is further evidence that monolithic sites that host a whole heap of community contributed information mm. is not the future. So we've seen Twitter jump the sh- you're just you're just at the mercy of somebody and individuals chasing money at the end of the day. And where money is there, it will corrupt it corrupts absolutely. So I think I think we we as a society need to accept the fact that the corporate approach to community content is not the answer. We've seen it happen with Twitter. We've seen it happen with MySpace. We've seen it happen with um, now Reddit, Facebook. How long is that going to keep going for? I mean, it's dying a death, isn't it? It's not really got any great content on it anymore, if it ever has.
0: And Meta's looking great with the Vision Pro coming out too. So good strategy there.
2: So I just think I just think there's got to be there's a, new, a new approach
0: is required. I'm glad you put it that way. And you too, Jason, saying words like dumped and shoveled. Because to make it clear, I've used Reddit before. I respect you know, its significance as an informational resource. I've stumbled upon things. I see that it gives people joy. But whenever I tried to use it, with or without Apollo, it was just this gigantic information dump. And I just went, I don't know why I've made an account in here. So I think something like a Fediverse or better ways of searching and finding information that are hosted with different people, that's more compelling. And then we don't have these sad instances, like you said, where some corporate controlled thing just dies and everyone loses their stuff.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know if this analogy works, but I'm going to use it anyway. So in security world, we always talk about like security versus convenience where it's either really, really convenient, but maybe not so secure or it's super, super secure, less convenient. I feel like all this, these community things are kind of similar in the fact that they're like, convenience versus availability. So it's either really, really convenient to just put a bunch of shit somewhere, like a Twitter where you just click three buttons, you have an account and you're dumping everything in there. But then availability becomes more problematic on the other side because it's either walled off somehow or you can't access it, there's no API. So I feel like convenience versus availability is now the issue we're facing with these communities in that the availability part in something like this Federated, whatever the hell we're calling this stuff it's more difficult. I mean it's not super difficult, but let's be real. it's harder to get onto to all this federated stuff and understand how it all works than to just jump on a Twitter or a reddit that's got a sign in with Google and you're done like there's nothing easier than one click so i I think we're in that now of trying to figure out. I don't think we've solved security either. I think we're still very much in a battle there. But for community content, I do think the convenience versus availability is now the next thing we have to sort of fight for to be able to have the convenience of, of this information, but then the availability for everyone over time. Not today, not tomorrow. Ten years from now, will this stuff be available? Most of it, probably not. And that's terrifying. So, I think that's kind of where we're at right now with this stuff. But everything seems to be picking up speed in terms of the Twitter thing happened, now the Reddit thing happened, like I'm sure there's another one that I'm not thinking about that will be sh- hot on the heels of this one. So, type 45. Type 45. 45.
2: In cricket, it's basically the devil's number. What is? 87. It's the devil's number in cricket, is it? Why is that? Because it's 13 away from 100, and 13 is a bad luck number. 100 is the target. That's nonsense. As a batsman, you're trying to get to 100. So 87 is the devil's number in cricket. Insane.
0: Cricket is the devil's sport.
2: So no batsman wants to be, No batsman wants to be on 87. They want to be on 86 and quickly get to 88.
1: okay i love oh we should probably stop then i guess so it's not extra do you want to stop all right stopping the tight 130 in three two one 45